The sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith teach that music is a ladder for the soul. My name is Jack Gordon, host of Interfaith-ish. On this ongoing series of conversations that I'm calling Soul Ladder Music, I invite you to climb with me as we hear songs and stories from a diverse array of musicians who connect sound and spirit. If there's one musician who defies convention, it's Yitz Jordan, also known as the rapper Y-Love. Half Puerto Rican and half black, Y-Love converted to Orthodox Judaism at a young age and began using music to break down walls in both the hip-hop and Jewish communities. Y-Love also came out as gay mid-career, continuing to prove that he is bringing his full self to his art. Talking with Y-Love, I hear the wisdom of a seasoned veteran who is secure in his own confidence of self-worth and is now more concerned with nurturing spaces for the next generation to thrive than proving his own value to would-be critics. Certainly, there's also a lot to explore with the ways he brings Jewish themes and clever wordplay into his lyrics, but I was surprised by the deeply reflective place Y-Love seems to be in at present, once again, subverting expectations. Here's my conversation with Y-Love. It's on when the scripture clicks beyond what the chiddush is Mitzvahs be the business, new school religious kicking Vision in the ticking, cause the riches be the wisdom Exchange the low position for the rhythm with a mission Internalize eternal fire, protect from dereliction Dissonant cognition with transcendent benedictions Go on, take more than billboard to chart me Divine fighter check to trying to check where the sparks be Forecast black hat, no chance of reforming Coming live on your wire, this is not a recording Good morning, coffee, smell it New style embellished with no beef All kosher, cut the mustard with relish Olam Echad Hashem Echad, Ha'am Echad This is unity Olam Echad, Hashem Echad, Ha'am Echad This is unity Olam Echad, Hashem Echad, Ha'am Echad This is unity Olam Echad, Hashem Echad, Ha'am Echad Let's start by talking a little bit about what you were like as a kid. Uh, you, you mentioned to me that you were a punk rock kid growing up. So who were your bands growing up in Baltimore? I'll start by saying this. Some parents raise their children based on what they listened to as a kid. My mom never did that. My mom raised me on what was ever popular at the time. Wow. So, uh, you know, when I was uh, in elementary school, Thriller came out and Michael Jackson and all of that type of thing. Um, so when I would develop my own musical taste, it would be kind of in reaction to that. So... <laughs> In high school, uh, when I would discover punk rock, it was like, you mean that there's this awesome rock music that has lyrics like this? <laughs> I got into um, political punk rock right off the top. Stuff like uh, Dead Kennedys, uh, Crass, my favorite band, uh, Conflict. They, bands where the lyrics were like talking about, you know, what was happening at the time. Right. It was like... Uh, just as on point as Public Enemy was at the time. Sure, uh, sure. And you were in, and you were in the the greater. I mean, DC. I'm sure had a big influence. Like, it, it, you know, in that in that scene, were you into Minor Threat and Bad Brains and folks? Not in that so much era? Bad Brains, but definitely Minor Threat. Uh, uh -huh. Though, yes, I would discover Minor Threat. I would discover smoking weed at the same time. So <laughs> I wouldn't really. <laughs> And yet not Get into bad breaks. 
wild. Uh, the well, whole straight edge thing. Uh, yeah, it got again, it. Right. Um, not, well, so not not so much the straight edge part, but the whole vegan thing. Um, yeah. Bands like Into Another, like um, talking about how herbivorous they were. Uh, mm. Things like this. Um, uh, when Conflict came out with the track, We Are the ALF, um, talking about animal liberation. Oh, yeah. These types of things, it was like... Earth crisis, my- that sort of thing. Was a- Earth crisis, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's some deep That's some deep stuff. Yeah, it was, it, uh, it was all of that. And and I read that your parents were from Puerto Rico and Ethiopia. Is that right? Of descended. My mom. Okay. Um, so uh, my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother, was um, Puerto Rican. My uh, mother's father's black. And how did they feel about you being involved in in the punk scene uh, or or listening to that music? Were they encouraging? Did they want to toss out the records? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know because. Uh, not only am I listening to music, I'm piercing my ears with safety pins. Like not only am <laughs> go I like go the listening hole, yeah. to music, yeah. I'm like putting glue in my hair. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, to spike it. Like I'm doing things uh-huh. like this. Um, uh, but at the same time, I'm discovering Judaism at the same time. Okay, so, so tell tell me tell me about that. Like, wh- where did that come in vis a vis what your religious upbringing was like up until that point? So, um, growing up, my well, my mother uh, is from a Catholic background, like Latin speaking, old world, Vatican zero, like point uh-huh. one, like uh, Catholic. And uh-huh. um, my uh, dad, before he passed away, because he passed away when I was fourteen. Um, oh would uh get into like new age uh spirituality things Mm. like that um so my mom kind of just wanted me to have like church in my life Mm -hmm. um and always kept bibles and stuff around the house um for really inquisitive me a lot of that like okay so the closest church happened to be a baptist church that was down the block Mm. I never took the first preacher seriously, period. I don't even remember what his name was. The second uh-huh. uh, the second preacher that they brought in, I was so impressed by him because he could understand ancient Greek and he mm. could read ancient languages. And wow. I thought that like this guy is you know, like, you know, something to be respected. Right. But of course, me having too many questions, like the whole Christianity thing just didn't really <laughs> work with me. Um, uh-huh. And I'd been into Judaism ever since I was seven years old like um well how was it introduced where where did you first encounter it so i've told this story a million times and i'm like and like the more i've racked my brain recently i think this is the first time i'm saying it accurately because i'll tell the way I've, i say it is um you know I, I saw a commercial on tv when i was uh seven years old that says happy passover from your friends at channel two and i went drawing six pointed stars on everything in my mom's house 
uh -huh. which is true. But it occurred to, and like the more I think about it is that Passover was at the end of the school year that year. Obviously, it's Passover. It's April, um, March, April, right before uh -huh. summer vacation. So um, that I had a Jewish kid in my class that year um, in second grade. And I was fascinated by everything that he did. I used to give him my lunch money to teach me what he was learning in Hebrew school. I would try wow. to draw the Hebrew letters, um, things like that. So by the, by the time Passover came, I already knew that there was a group of people called Jews, and I knew what a six-pointed star was. Mm -hmm. um, so when I saw this commercial on TV, it was like, like that was it. I'm like, that's it, Mom. I want to be Jewish, and like, um, wow. And I, you know, started drawing six point stars on everything. And my mom would go to work the next day. And I can't imagine what their work conversation entailed, but she would go to a woman <laughs> she worked with, uh, Mrs. Schwartz, like, you know, my son wants to be Jewish. What do I do? Um, and so they invited us over for Passover Seder that year. Mm, mm. And um, I, uh, they gave me a little like yarmulke from like the bar mitzvah of Ira, whoever, from like 19. 60 with like the big electric blue yarmulke with a little thing on top right, um, right. i thought that that was my like that was my most prized possession at that point um, wow so was it a slow process to adopt the new traditions or did you just jump in right so away with your mom as a little well no my mom um i would well okay so as the parent of any like seven or eight year old would do um she used it to her advantage so she would say things like um you know jewish boys clean their rooms jewish boys eat their vegetables <laughs> uh things like this <laughs> amazing um, would bring me challah and stuff like that as treats for things wow. um uh and i would go to my school library and take out all the books in their religion section and mm. uh the more i would learn like when i was about nine i was done with christmas and i my and while my grandmother my mother's mother wanted to be jewish her whole life uh, she would eventually end up renouncing Christianity on her deathbed, and it would be a whole question of if she could convert right wow. before dying. Wow. Um, That's powerful. Which, which uh, just FYI, you're not supposed to do, because the point is to convert to live as a Jew, not to die as one. Um, <laughs> that's why okay. a, a rabbinical court won't do it, like on a, a deathbed conversion. Amazing. Um, okay. But uh, so she would act as the translator for the rest of the family. Like, so when I said that I was done with Christmas, she bought me my first menorah. When I was, uh, when I was like, um, you know, starting to talk uh, down on the whole Jesus thing, she bought me my first copy of the Chumash, mm. um, of the Torah. Um, after uh, I started going to um, shul when I was in high school, she, you know, she would start saying things like, you know, he's not going to want to eat this. You know, he's not going to want to go here. He's not going to want to do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and she would act as the one who would explain it for the rest of the family. You're trying to get people what?
you shared a bit of this this Baltimore Club radio mix. Tell me about the music that that comes from Baltimore. What was the dominant sound? What was the influence um, that that dance music had on you? Baltimore Club music is very house inspired and it's right. very very repetitive. Um, it's very short samples repeated over and over, um, uh, but it's very regional. Baltimore club music was almost exclusively played on the radio station 92Q uh, mm. in Baltimore. And um, that was the radio station you listened to after school, period. Um, because they would do things like, you know, east side, where you at, west side, where you right. at, and you would be listening for your neighborhood. Um, and I mean, sometimes like 24th, 20th, you'd be listening for your individual block, your individual street. Um, and, you know, that gave you something to shout out the next day in school um, to be proud of your neighborhood. Um, right. Baltimore club music was all about being from Baltimore and how hot Baltimore was, um, as opposed to Baltimore is a very driven through city. People go from New York to D.C. on their way through mm -hmm. Baltimore. Uh, but Baltimore Club was like, no, we're the hottest thing ever. You know, rep East Side, can you represent, represent? Like, it's all People about just you know, lose their minds. where you're from. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And uh, while at the time, um, it got a little annoying to me because I was listening to rock at the time. Uh, but that vibe still kind of stuck with me. Uh, you know, of, you, you know, represent everything that you are everywhere that you're from. So you've had, you've got these different musical influences. You're talking about, you know, the, the pop music of the day that your mom was playing, um, the, the punk rock and metal scene that you were gravitating towards. You had, you know, house club music and everything like that, that you were listening to on the radio. How did you end up as a rapper? How did you end up getting into hip hop? Yeshiva. 100%. Natural. natural. <laughs> that, that, that's why. Um, uh, so after I converted, I converted at 21, um, started conversion at 21, finished at 22, took 13 months. Um, after uh -huh. that, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fait accompli if you're an unmarried guy that age that you're going to go to Yeshiva after conversion. Um, it's okay. also a, a, a condition of the rabbinical court that you have to be learning every day something during conversion. Um, they have weekly conversion classes and the rabbi has like beginners to intro to Judaism class. But when I started conversion, I already knew how to read Hebrew. So it was like I didn't take the intro classes. So I just took regular classes in the community. Okay. Um, uh, so I went to um, Orsameach in Jerusalem um, instead mm. of starting in the uh, introductory program. They started me in intermediate program. And the first guy that they gave me to learn with uh, my first study partner was a rapper from Long Island. Uh, wow. His name was Cells One. Um, he was a guy who was uh, newly religious in the yeshiva. Yosemech is a yeshiva for newly religious people. So he um, and I would start learning together. And the first month or so just was terrible. Um, we, we Like it was just uh, competing note taking. We would just like read our notes back and forth to each other and nothing was clicking. Until uh -huh. one day we were going to um, lunch one day from Yeshiva. And then like he just stops as we're trying to review. And like I said, nothing's working. And he goes like, you know, it be reality walking through the holy city. Oh, you know, it be reality. And then he still like leads to me to like, like now say what we just learned uh -huh. over the beat he's doing. Wow. Um, and 
you know, it became easier. And then it's now a little freestyle back and forth. And now this became the way we would review our lessons at the end of the day, um, just freestyling back and forth. Uh, that would expand to that's how we learned in yeshiva. Um, we would just freestyle in the um, in the Beit Midrash, in the study hall. And the, the around this time is when the yeshiva was like acting like we were serving bacon in the cafeteria. People were like, <laughs> um, how are you bringing that type of music in here? Oh, this is so secular. This is so like non-Jewish. How could you do such a thing? And um, the vindication would come like two semesters later when the rabbi would bring up something that we had learned the previous year and me and my study partner just quoted it word for word. Um, and uh, uh -huh. everybody else was like, wow, how did you memorize all that? And we were like, oh, because we used hip hop to learn. What did you <laughs> use? And that was the vindication that hip hop was a valid way to learn. Um, Amazing. Because we had we'd gone up three or four levels in the time that everyone else had gone up one. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, that's how I started rhyming. Come back from yeshiva the following year, uh, go to an open mic night to pick somebody else up. Uh, they happened to have two open slots at the end of the night. And I was like, let's just see what happens. And so I put our names down um, uh, onto the open mic fly. They gave us 15 minutes and we rocked the mic for two hours uh, to the point that the owner of the club was like, would you like to be resident every Thursday night? Wow. And that wow. was the beginning of the hip hop career. But it all started from just those freestyles uh, reviewing our Talmud lessons. Amazing. So, you, you know, at this point, you, you weave in your music Aramaic, you weave in Hebrew. Because that's how I started rhyming in yeshiva. Do you feel like there's an important distinction between being a, a Jewish rapper and just a rapper who is Jewish? Hundred thousand percent, hundred thousand percent, and I and I I make that distinction all the time because when people say like um like uh I'll talk about how hip Jewish hip hop was invented in the nineties and people are like no but the Beastie Boys I'm like yeah the Beastie Boys shouted out their yeshiva one time 
Um, mm. There's not a drop of Yiddish on the, any one of their albums. That's not Jewish hip hop. Um, it, it's Jews making hip hop. And as long as there has been hip hop music, there has been a Jewish kid making it. But mm. um, that's not Jewish hip hop. Um, the idea that you want to put Jewish content into your rhymes because that's something to be proud of. Just like somebody, just like Run DMC would rep my Adidas, you would rep your menorah, you would rep your mezuzah, <laughs> you would rep your mm -hmm. anything like that. It just like anybody would rep their car, you would rep the safer you the book you just wrote, or something like that. Torah is just as something to be proud of as any gold chain or any diamond. So mm. if you're gonna, if any, if you're sitting out there repping secular stuff. It doesn't matter what your last name is, like you that's not Jewish hip hop. Um, if Judaism is the th is one of the things that you're out there representing, then it then but you know, then it's Jewish hip hop. I'll put I'll say certain tracks by Drake are marginally Jewish hip hop. <laughs> like he talks about his bar mitzvah. Uh, and was it like um I, uh I probably uh I think I should go to Wabiza, probably should go to Yeshiva. It's like <laughs> like okay, look at like, yes, Yeshiva and then um Right. Yeah, so like he brings it like you said, he brings it up and he'll he he's not ashamed of being Jewish. He does represent um and that was after a lot of clamoring from black Jews in the two thousands. Well wow. uh, when Drake first came out. Uh, we were like wanting to see him in a yarmulke. That bar mitzvah video was a long time coming right. because it was like we know you're Jewish, you know you're Jewish. Why did you wear a crucifix in a uh, in a press shot? Why oh. would you, why would you play a holiday show and not something for Rosh Hashanah? Like why would uh -huh. you do this and not rep who you are? You put this um this track sorry my pronunciation is going to be terrible on this but um ha hadag nahash mm -hmm. rakpo hadag nahash that's the name of the group okay and and so they're sir an israeli rap group um you you were mentioning that they you know have some i, I don't speak hebrew so so i i, yeah, I didn't pick up on it but here. they're yeah, what's like, what's what's going on with the social criticism in that song, so, or, or why did um, you pick that one? They say things like, "Only here do we have one, two, three prime ministers all under investigation for corruption at the same time." Here is the only place where, uh, um, 
uh, and he like basically the verses are all complaints about mm. uh israeli society <laughs> um but the chorus says um but what do you um but how do you feel the, the chorus translates to but how do you feel when you hear about an explosion then it's the only place that i miss mm. um in other words like you know the jewish community if there's one thing that very few people agree on it's israel um you got your the hardcore Zionists, great like uh, singing Hatikva, waving Israeli flags, all the way to hardcore anti-Zionists waving Palestinian flags, and all of mm -hmm. these people exist in the Jewish community mm -hmm. until a terrorist attack happens. Then it's all about how is this person? How are the victims' families? How are the victims doing? How is the uh, um, you know? Uh, how is this going to trickle down to the rest of their community? Is anybody else in danger? Is anybody else at risk? Um, it's it's true. Like he's talking about when it comes to Israel, but that's the kind of thing that happens with anti-Semitism all the time. You know, do you, you complain do you, in the verse, but when something bad happens, it's all it's the place that you miss. So, do you see that that? I'm not very familiar with Israeli rap, and and I, I'd I'd be curious if if that strong vein of social criticism runs through it in the same way that you see that in in American hip hop. It's diverse. It's diverse. Um. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I can't, I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head, but you have um, but you have Israeli rappers who rap having been in the army who rep having uh you know who, who uh show their pistols in their album covers like stuff mm. like that um mm -hmm. you do have that uh but you know america has um you know it's like how many i'm proud to be an american songs came out after 9 11. Mm. like uh you every every type of negative attack on a country is going to inspire some somebody to write something like that on the other side of the spectrum you also picked immortal technique uh third world which you know as you as you you mentioned freestyles the news so tell me about the influence of of immortal technique and and the inspiration that that he gives you oh my gosh um yeah, that idea of uh, of absolutely no nonsense hip hop. Um, there is there is no there's very little flex in Immortal Techniques hip hop. There's very little um, uh, like where is he from? Like what? Do, like you know he doesn't rep that. He doesn't really um, you know rep his ethnic group too much. Um, just know that he's from the third world and he represents everybody within twenty degrees latitude of the equator. Mm. Um, uh, he's talking about issues way bigger than himself. Um, there's, uh, and this is the news they don't tell to Peter Jennings because Condoleezza Rice is just a new age Sally Hemings. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, to say such a thing, it's like, let me pause the track and just think about what you just said for the next right. 25 minutes. Um, right. The, to the, that much meaning packed into one line, um, I mean, it's it, it's inspiring just thinking about it. Um, mm. Do I agree with everything that he says? Obviously not. Um, you know, I'd love to have debates with him. Um, 
I actually performed with him one time. Mm. Um, and I'm so glad nobody told me because uh, I, I, I'm on stage and it was this um, it was a uh, it was sponsored by um, Cool Keith and um, uh, like old school Harlem rappers. Um, OK. And so they brought out like all types of New York City rap all stars. So mm -hmm. I was there to represent for Jewish hip hop. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. And so, which I thought was, you know, amazing that yeah. we were included. But I had been vocal about that for years too. That, um, like, one hundred six and Park had recordings on Friday nights. Don't tell me that's not anti-Semitic. Um, <laughs> so, um, so they included us. So I, I'm on stage, you know, white in a white shirt, black suit, uh, hat on, everything, you know, Jewish hip hop. Um, and I'm sitting there. They told me, and I'm standing on stage, and I'm like, they told me Immortal Technique was going to hear, but gonna be here but who is he it can't be this dude with the immortal technique shirt on like there's no way that like somebody would wear their own shirt on stage. <laughs> was, like, so like who is it like nobody like it can't be this dude with this immortal technique shirt on and then of course i get off the stage and hand the mic it's, to immortal <laughs> technique and i'm like Hey, a free shirt is a free shirt, you know? I was like, <laughs> I'm like flipping out. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, Mortal Technique. Mortal Technique. And DJ Green London. Third world. I'm from where the golden diamonds are ripped from the earth. Right next to the slave castles where the water is cursed. From where police brutality's not half as nice. It makes the hood in America look like paradise. Compared to the AIDS infested Caribbean slum. African streets with a passports and American gun. From where they massacre people and try to keep it quiet. And spend the next 25 years trying to deny it. I'm from where they cut your hands off if you make a fist. And don't coke on cause the job market doesn't exist. Except slave labor, modern day company store. And peacekeepers don't ever, ever, ever come here no more. From where the bombs that they used to drop on Vietnam Still as children born, deform eight months before they gone I'm from where they lost the true meaning of the Quran Cause heroin is not compatible with Islam And just know that, but grow that poppy seed anyway Cause that food wrap parachute does not come every day I'm from where people pray to the gods of their conquerors And practically every president's a money launderer From where the only place democracy's acceptable Is if America's candidate is electable And they might even have a black president but he's useless, cause he does not control the economy, stupid Lock and load your gun where I'm from, the third world Sun to many places, but I'm third world born Gorillas hit and run where I'm from, the third world Sun, you polluted everything and now the third world's gone The water's poison where I'm from, the third world Sun, 700 children died by the end of soul Revolution to come where I'm from, the third world Sun, Let's let's go back to some of your music. The track "Rock Like Me." One of the lyrics that I I spotted in there is "Get a little dirty, flow stay kosher." So I wanted to I wanted to hear a little bit about that because I, it feels like what what does that say to you in terms of an, an approach to life? You know, what does that mean to to uh, to a way of living? Oh, that is, I was gonna say that. Um... People hear me spitting, then they feel me on the spiritual. Then they see me living, and they say we hypocritical. Um, uh, like to me, well, I, on a most practical level, flow stay kosher. You don't, you don't hear me say anything on a track that you wouldn't be able to say on social media. Mm. Um, you wouldn't hear me like cussing or being, but so explicit on a track. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on a bigger level, um, to me, there's a four volume code of Jewish law. There's thousands of laws in there. Don't make life harder than that book makes it already. Like, <laughs> if, like, um, if you're gonna sit there and tell me like I can't do X, I can't do Z because it's just something that you know religious people don't do. If you can't point to me exactly where what I'm doing is wrong, would you please get out of my face? Like, mm. um, if and if you can try to point it to me and tell me what I'm doing is wrong, you better be able to back up your argument. Um, do you have a life example of that where that where that's come up for you? So I'm getting involved in the fashion industry, um, hopefully launching a new brand uh, in 2023. Um, so as part of that, um, one of the big things for menswear fashion right now is sheer fabrics. So you see me um, basically uh, covering myself with my hands. And that's about all that uh, that's about mm. the only reason that I can get onto Instagram. Mm-hmm. There are no laws. Um, explicitly for uh modesty for men that's why i say um you know go ahead zoom in as much as you want um i'm covering everything that needs to be covered Mm. there's no explicit laws of modesty for men if you would say that i shouldn't be wearing this then 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 show me why or get it codified well um if you're going to say that like me wearing lace pants over a jock strap is uh something that I can't wear point to why. Mm. Um, if you can't, if, if it's just sitting wrong with you, if it's just something that you don't think is appropriate, uh, I'm so sorry. Like that's that's a problem between you and you, and that 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 that's something that that's not my issue. I well, this actually, you know, it it makes me wonder. That's a bad example because, like, the, the, the lace pants over the jock strap, I would have to cover from the back. But <laughs> you're not showing that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes me it makes me think about you know at this point, um, you know, do you feel like you've you've had uh, a harder time finding acceptance? in the in the jewish world or or in hip-hop as far as acceptance in either world um that's a good question um because i guess i've broken down so many walls in both places okay like i never really I mean, I held myself back with the closet in both places for two different reasons. Mm. Mm. Um, but both places, both the hip hop and Jewish worlds, I expected to be extremely homophobic. Um, and I, the homophobia existed more in my head than it existed in the community. Um, wow. Don't get me wrong. You know, it wasn't all like pride flags and stuff when I came out in the Orthodox world. Um, I did get one death threat. Um, and I didn't go to Crown Heights for a while as as a result. Mm. Um, but other than that, um, and like it got to the point that I had so much, so many arguments against homophobia built up in my head that I had to start tagging individual homophobes on Facebook just to have mm. somebody to scream at because yeah. like there was so much of a positive response that I was mm. like. Where's the homophobia, y'all? Like, I've been waiting for the homophobia. Come on. 
Um, and it just wasn't really there in the large quantities that I thought it was going to be. I had to find individual haters. Um, and since, and so too with the hip hop world, um, I was expecting, uh, that I wouldn't be able to like, you know, perform with anyone. Hmm. Uh, uh the rapper necro is the only rapper who and, and d scrap um who i used to perform with were the only uh, artists that i've ever had an issue like who has ever brought up my orientation as being an issue like the other 99.8 percent of people i've ever worked with uh you know have never had an issue so like i said the the homophobia was more up here than it was out in the world I'm so glad that you you had that experience. That's uh, I mean that's that's an amazing uh, testament. Uh, and I I wonder if you know it has to do particularly with the specific moment that we are in as a society, True. and and would not have necessarily been the case if if that had been part of your journey. You know, coming out in yeshiva at 21. Right. The 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 dance hall artist that I performed with on the takeover, um, TJ the Hitmaker. Um, now, dance hall is notoriously homophobic. Mm. Jamaica, period, is notoriously mm -hmm. homophobic. So uh, he was one of the last artists I came out to. Um, and he was so offended. Um, he, when I uh, when he realized that I was still in the closet to him, he was like, why would you think I'm homophobic just because I'm Jamaican? Oh, he realize, was offended that you waited so long to come right? out. He was like, Amazing. Why he's like, do you not realize that, that I have lesbians in my family? Do you not realize that I'm as much of an ally as anybody else here? Mm. You stereotyped me because of the island my family comes from. Mm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, well, you know what? You're right. I'm never going to assume that just because somebody's a Jamaican dance hall artist in 2022 that they mm. would be homophobic god forbid yeah. that was something i'm still remembering you know buju banton from like the 90s. exactly like, that would I'm be still, my example i'm still mm -hmm. in in that mode right clearly you've moved on and i'm sorry that i didn't realize that We got that, cop that, nod to that, come through, blind to that, click that, follow back, Brooklyn, ride to that, flow till they cop that, go bring the style back, had a track, but it happened to attract cash, well, can't tell, red or black, matter back, wax cells, now they all waiting, impatient for statements, they've been played since the days of creation, they blowing up Manhattan, Pakistani Taliban, clothes saying halo, flow saying Candyland, used to be all about who could spit the fastest, could explain my mental, they wouldn't understand it, and it's why they had you with it from the intro, 5770s spin it like disco, now I got them working with, they working on the dance floor, I don't need suggestions give them what they ask for thinking about the music that that you're making at this point in your career who would you say you're making music for the next generation of jewish rappers mm. um that's who i'm out here for now um i really the next generation of jewish uh artists um when i performed uh now i've performed recently for uh bbyl neighborhood youth um in cleveland and the the rapper the the dude who was the opening act um i, I want to say his name was like viral or something I, I don't even remember his name um and i and i apologize if you're listening um 
he uh was totally like made for TikTok. Mm. Um, super hyped, super amped, uh, really uh, audience, all about audience participation, uh, as as opposed to uh, the 90s or 2000s lyricist who wants the audience to sit back and listen to these amazingly brilliant things I'm right. saying. Right. You know, he was all about, you know, the dance moves, the, 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 the energy, things like that. And I'm like, you know what? That gives me inspiration to know that Jewish hip hop is evolving just like any other type of music mm -hmm. um, just like uh little nas x is coming out with TikTok uh friendly samples so are these kids just mm. like uh you know doja cat is coming out with um stuff that's friendly for instagram so are these kids and also also jewish right you know i think it's interesting to you know, to to reflect also on on your your Baltimore uh, house roots, because, you know, you're, you're talking about this diversity within what, you know, you might label as Jewish rappers. Right. But your production clearly reflects um, more than what you might think of when you hear the phrase Jewish rapper, which is basically like a klezmer sample over mm -hmm. some beats, right? And for example, you shared a song um, with uh, Efren Baron Cohen that you featured on that had a bit more of that vibe to it, but you're drawing from your culture, you know, even if you are mixing in Yiddish into the into the lyrics itself or what have you. So I just think that that's that, you know, that's a it's an interesting distinction to make when you're talking about what is a Jewish rapper sound like. Well, um, you know, black American Jews, uh, have, uh, for instance, the Rabbi Manish Tana, uh, Rabbi Chase Rishon, um, mm. his family's been Jewish uh, since slavery, um, mm. black uh, at, at least since slavery. Um, uh, black American Jews have been here as long as there's been black people in America. So um, the idea that we don't have a Jewish culture uh, to weave in to music it already doesn't make sense. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a convert, true, but only one in three black Jews are. So mm -hmm. uh, all of these, uh, you know, every Lakeisha Shapiro out here is uh, trying to like represent for themselves too. Um, and that is going to have, you know, collard greens and Kugel. It's going to have like hip hop and klezma. Um, those aren't necessarily in the same track, but uh, hip hop is just as Jewish, as, as much of an expression of a Jewish life as anything else is. Mm. And in 200 I and in 100 years, um, you know, God forbid Mashiach's not here, but, but uh, uh, in 100 years, people will talk about the, the the black Jews of the 1900s. Perpetual destruction 
becomes eventual We're trying to rise for festivals Nation that originated here on these streets Inspiration that's contained in this MP3 Bring the opposite of apocalypse The positive uprising So directed towards the top Beyond with quotes from the prophets Words on the scroll And the remainder of the temple Yeah, the 34th meridian Stay central to the mental What are the ways in which you feel like your religious identity and even your your music identity are different than you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago when you just started out? So um, uh, musically, like I said, I'm less doing it for myself than I am for other people now. Mm. Um, I don't feel like I'm establishing anything. I'm not really like I'm here for y'all, not for me. Uh, And um, Let's say religiously, uh, religiously is the opposite. I'm here for me, not for y'all. Um, <laughs> that's good. that's I, a good I, one. Um, uh, I realize now that um, it's not about the community. Mm-hmm. Um, one okay. So I was at there's an organization called Eshel for uh, uh, queer Orthodox Jews. Mm. And uh, I was at one of their Shabbatons. And I'm trying to explain to the black lesbian checking me in that I had to leave the Orthodox community because of racism and homophobia. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I'm explaining to you, like, you know, I felt like, you know, I, what what is my excuse? You, you, you know, like here I am explaining to a black lesbian about how I have to, I couldn't deal with what she did. Like, mm. um, you know, it's, that was, that would be the beginning of a snowball um, of me realizing that, you know, just because Avi is an <laughs> doesn't mean that I can't put on filling just because you know, Moshe's racist doesn't mean that I have to eat a cheeseburger. Um, like it got like I stopped keeping kosher back in the day because I was boycotting kosher establishments because I didn't want to have to deal with ignorant people in kosher establishments. Mm. Um, not because I wanted to stop eating kosher. Um, everything that drove me away from observance was people. And it's like, well, why are you this pressed about all these people? Like, why are you going to let people keep you from something you love so much? Um, And that's just the vibe that I'm really trying to internalize now. Um, And also part of it was, you know, talk about Baltimore. Um, Baltimore Jewish Times didn't say them by name, so I'm saying it again. Chabad (laughs) of Park Heights in Baltimore. Um, Chabad of Park Heights in Baltimore is uh, extremely anti-racist. Um, the rabbi there, um, racism isn't tolerated in that shul. Hmm. Um, prejudice isn't tolerated in that shul. Uh, they had a, somebody make a joke about lynching one time and he was escorted out the shul. Like, hmm. like you just, like, like that they have zero tolerance for bigotry. Uh, if I'm privileged enough to have a community like that, why would I judge the Jewish world by other people who are ignorant when I know that these people exist, when I know that these wonderful people exist. It's not all Orthodox people. I know it because I can go to a rabbi who's 
totally pro everybody right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, seeing that no matter how much negative there is, there's still glowing positive out there. Each one get one, I'm the sickest on the planet H1N1, so fresh, can't can it Cases stuck on dumb like they can't understand it We've been off that since the tower's been standing We on that black and white, like we was naked night Spitting 16 since they rock British nights I keep a million hype, and keep my Yiddish right As I don't rise, I don't rock, cause y'all already feel me, right? All I do is win, why love victory? Strictly on grind till Starbucks is tipping me We on that shim speed, let's what the difference be Find a true lyricist, no find one that is me. I've been stuck in this place for so long The weight pulling me down, so it's so strong Gotta move forward, just got to move on uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 oh. I've been stuck in this place for so long The weight pulling me down, so it's so strong Gotta move forward, just got to move on I'ma take the throne, can't none of y'all stop me My picture's on your phone like y'all was paparazzi Never dropped the mic like my hands was epoxy Even Rush Limbaugh, love it like the Oxy I ain't trying to split the fame up, Hati Hati I got all my words on point like Yahtzee Game ain't push it, I told y'all it's tricky Gonna need a rabbi like when Drake marries Nicki Y'all don't hop, I'm so hot I love this hip-hop like Geneva loves clocks Now we on top and it really won't stop Doing well like Sean Bell before he got shot Go so global, don't need no visa Rhyme so hot, you rock fireproof speakers So street in a past life, I was a sneaker Shh, put the whole club on shtika I've been stuck in this place for so long The weight pulling me down, so, so, so strong So the name of this show, uh, the name of the series Soul Ladder Music takes its name from a line from the Holy Writings of the Baha'i Faith which says that music is a ladder for the soul. God has made music as a ladder for our souls. And I wanted to just share or, or ask ask you to share, how does that image hit you? What what does that image uh, say to you and speak to your experience? Okay, you, the, all right, if you're hearing this in audio, you can't see the facial expression that I just dropped <laughs> and just like my whole face. Um, so what the first thing that comes to my mind is so the uh, the there's a uh, um uh a principle in Ju in Judaism that the first time that the word appears in the Torah represents the root of that word. So like um the if you want to know what a bird is look for the first time bird is is mentioned in the Torah. Um hmm. etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm thinking the first time that the a ladder is represented in the Torah is with Jacob. Right. Um and he saw a ladder going up to heaven and angels going up and angels coming down it. And then I'm That's thinking, right. is that ladder a representation of music? Mm. How do we think is that like, you know, and angels, um, the word for angel is uh, the same as the word for messenger. So uh, angels are messengers. We send prayers up with angels and they send the blessing back down um, from God. Uh, so, you know, is that what music is? Are you mm. sending this music up to heaven and then getting things back down? That's what just went through my mind. I'm like, <laughs> ladder, music. I would have never put these two together. I love it. That's great. That's that's a great reflection on that. So just to share a little bit about, about myself briefly is that I I come from a Jewish background, raised Jewish, grew up in a mixed family, learned about the Baha'i faith, practiced 
the Baha'i faith as my religious practice and and also remain culturally Jewish and and I'm involved with lots of Jewish cultural practices mm-hmm. through my life as well. Um, and and so that image that you're talking about is very familiar to me and 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 certainly the thing that resonated with me too as I think about it. Um, Yaakov is my Hebrew name, so there's a special identification with that story. But I think that that's, yeah, that's a powerful thing for you to reflect on and to make that connection there. So I appreciate that very much. Yeah, and um, I mean, that was his. That was Yaakov's dream that he saw that. That's right. He woke up and he said, "Like, yo, this was a holy place, and I didn't even know." Like, and so we named the place Machanayim, two camps. Um, uh, that idea that like. Like, you mean there was divinity here this whole time and I ain't even realized? <laughs> Yo! Like, that, you know, that that sometimes we can be in divine places and we don't even see it until it gets shown to us. Well, that's a great place to, to close it out. I love that thought. And, um, Yitz, I really, I, I appreciate all your music. It's a it's a gift to be able to listen to your music and, and I keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for this. You just made my day too. Thanks for making the climb with me this week on Soul Ladder Music. You can hear more of Why Love's music and learn more about his other projects at thisiswhylove.com. T H I S I S Y L O V E.com. As always, I'll have links to all the songs in this episode in our show notes. And check out the Soul Ladder Music playlist on Spotify for a running list of all the music played during this series. Thanks to Jeff Philosopher for providing our theme music and to associate producer Aiden Keys. Keep tuning in to WOWD 94.3 FM, Tacoma Radio, for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at tacomaradio.org.